This is Shifting Our Schools episode 107, a reflection on District Ran PD. Like it was one of those things that it was just like, you know, you could tell everybody was ready to pull the trigger on it, but it was like, I don't know if we're willing to bite this off. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know how much more work this is going yeah. to be? <laughs> yeah. Will anybody show up on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, that was the big fear for a while. Yeah. And then we meet weekly and one week we just kind of decided why not, right? Like mm-hmm. if other districts can do it, if people aren't satisfied with you know, what, how things are going now, like why not change it up and try something new? Listen up educators. Are you looking to take your classroom to the next level? The technological shift in education is happening right now. If you're looking to integrate technology into your classroom, you're in the right place. Welcome to Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. Welcome back to Shifting Our Schools. Thank you for listening and subscribing to us in your favorite podcast player. If you aren't subscribed, you can do that now just by searching for Shifting Our Schools and click the subscribe or add button. You can also find us on Spotify. Uh, You can ask your Alexa to play us. Uh, So many ways that you can not miss an episode here at Shifting Our Schools. We really do appreciate all of you who continue to spread the word about Shifting Our Schools. We know that we get more listeners through word of mouth and staff rooms and conferences than any other single avenue. So thank you for being part of our community. If you haven't heard, we're giving away a flip grid pop-up recording tent for your classroom or school. I have to tell you, this thing is pretty awesome. And if you want to take a look at what it looks like, you can head over to our flip grid where I've got a video there uh, showing off off the tent that you can win between now and the end of February. Well, how do you win, you ask? All you have to do is leave us a Flipgrid response by going to sospodcast.org and clicking on Flipgrid at the top, or using the Flipgrid app, enter code SOSPODCAST in the app, and you will be taken directly to our Flipgrid, where you can respond to... Uh, the questions that we ask in every episode, this one and any episode between now and the end of February. Every time you enter to win, every time you enter a question, you are entered to win. So you can enter multiple times. Each week we ask a question based on that week's episode for you to ponder about and reflect on in your own. And every response you leave, again, enters you to win. So the more responses you put in, the more chances you have to win this really cool Flipgrid pop-up tent. So here's this week's question. This week, we're asking you, what is the best district-ran PD event that you have ever helped to organize or have gone to? And what made it special or different? So we're not talking a conference. We're not talking ISTE or NCCE or any of the big, you know, the big conferences in California or Florida. We're talking district-ran that your district put on. What is the best district-ran PD event that you have ever helped to organize or have gone to? And what made it special or different? That's our question this week. Again, just record your answer to that question over on our Flipgrid to enter your chance to win the Flipgrid pop-up tent. This is how we all grow by sharing and learning from each other. So we really appreciate those of you that stop by and leave those responses. This week, my co-host Chris Butler and I chat with Tyler, Cassie, and Chris from the Sunnyside School District, a rural school district here in the center part of Washington State. Last November, I was invited to be part of their first ever Leveled Up conference and was so excited by the experience the participants had, I wanted to have them on to share with you how they went about making it happen for their teachers. I hope you enjoy, and with that, on with the show. All right. Well, happy new year, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shifting Our Schools. So excited 
to be in the new year and uh, starting the year off talking to one of uh, my favorite school districts here, Sunnyside. So we've got some people from Sunnyside. Uh, had an opportunity to do a, a mini conference for them uh, last October. Was it October that we did that? And uh, just wanted to break that down because it was such a great event for their staff. Uh, and so really wanted to share kind of how that set up. But first and foremost, co-host Chris <laughs> Butler is here. And as we do, a day in the life of Chris Butler. You're back three days from break. How are the first three days back going? First three days back, um, they've been a mix. It just seems like every day I say that, right? It's been a mix. Um, yeah. Spent been a couple of days. The first couple of days, I was kind of out and about in classes in buildings. Nothing specific, just kind of visiting, like, hey, how was your break type of, type of thing. Um, today was one of those days that was not really one to write home about as far as the cool things that we do in education. It was in the office. I was doing administrative work and planning and um which is one of the one of the parts that i'm not exactly most fond of kind of yeah that whole, <laughs> but it has um, to be done but it has to be done yeah um but you know i was planning some uh some sessions coming up with um kind of some tech leaders in buildings and um working on the next um newsletter monthly newsletter to send out and so things like that it's good stuff it's just i'd rather be out there with kids in classes with teachers doing that whole thing i hear you but, and i spent the yeah. last three days getting my 1099 forms ready for all the consultants <laughs> that come and work for me so you know we yeah. all have our desk jobs that we have to do absolutely yeah <laughs> it's all yeah. that stuff all that paperwork stuff that nobody wants to do yep. but you have to do it becomes part of the job so, exactly yeah that's great did you uh, geek out over yeah. break i was telling uh the sunnyside crew before we got on i took a windows 10 machine and turned it into a chromebook it was so cool really yeah that was my big geek out moment that's so, <laughs> awesome yeah. um no my break was it was pretty relaxed um went up to uh spent some time in yakima with the family so i traveled up there did a couple days of skiing just um just kind of hanging out for the first week or so and then came back and i did a little bit little bit of work but nothing serious so. awesome very good. good. It was a nice break. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we're very excited to have a Sunnyside School District crew here with us. They're uh, tech coaches. And Chris, I don't even know what, what your role is. I am a director of uh, curriculum instruction and assessment. Oh, there you go. Instructional tech falls under. Oh, and, and instructional technology falls under curriculum and assessment. So yeah. it's always a good place for tech to fall. So I like that. So, uh, <laughs> but well, welcome to Shifting Our Schools, the Sunnyside crew, who um, I know, uh, Cassie, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm sorry you didn't win the stickers. You were one of the <laughs> people that didn't win the stickers. I appreciate you leaving a, leaving a comment and being part of the community. But we'll start with you. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and kind of how did you get into education? Sure. Um, so I'm Cassie Skillfruit. Um, my, my journey into it is not very exciting or interesting, but um, I basically did my, I did my undergrad um, at Seattle University where I basically just went there to play softball and decided um, late in my undergrad that I wanted to teach. And so I ended up um, going to WSU Vancouver to get my master in teaching, um, moved shortly after that, taught in Alaska for a couple of years. Um, came back to Sunnyside and um, I've taught here I've taught fourth grade and um, I was an intervention teacher for reading and math um, and then this is my second year as an instructional tech facilitator which was a new cool. position open in our district um, and that's my kind of short and sweet story awesome and what grades do you cover uh, K through eight you're K-8. You're the K-8 yeah. coach. And Tyler, you're the high school, high school coach. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, Chris, if you want to give us a little bit of a rundown on how'd you get into yours and maybe even an overview of your district, kind of how many schools, how many kids kind of give us a, a kind of a big picture of what we're talking about here. Sure. Um, well, I started, uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, went to college there, but he said, don't get into teaching because there's too many teachers at the time. Yeah. I was, I was a business major for like a semester and I didn't even know what that meant. Never really <laughs> I went back into education. Uh, school didn't go real successful the first time around. So uh, I took a break and joined AmeriCorps oh, wow. um, and moved cool. out and was, uh, I guess, housed or stationed in the Metow Valley out here in Washington. So um, got to spend some time in schools as a volunteer, then took the route of a paraeducator in the Renton School District while I was uh, finishing my undergrad, taught in the Kent School District and was uh, an administrator there for a year, and then uh, became a principal in the Lake Chelan School District uh, for about five years and then um, now in Sunnyside in the current position of director of the stated uh, curriculum instruction and assessment. Uh, our district has eight buildings uh, just under 7,000 students. Uh, we have one comprehensive high school, uh, two middle schools, four elementaries and our very unique all kinder building. So all, all right. of our kindergartners go to, mm -hmm. to one building. That's a, a spot if you want to just have some fun sometime. You just go visit. Yeah. If you want to, <laughs> if you're having a rough day, just go to the kinder yeah, building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just go hang out and, and have some fun there. So. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, all right, Tyler, your turn, my friend. <laughs> all right. Um, so my current position, I'm in, a, I'm in a hybrid role. So I'm an instructional technology coach most of my day, but I still have one class period of high school English that I get to teach. Uh, I've been cling into that for quite a few years, uh, make sure that doesn't go away. Um, my journey into education, uh, it's, I feel like there's two people that go into education, people who are inspired by certain teachers or people who are dissatisfied with education. And I felt like I got somehow lucky and got both. Like I had a couple <laughs> that inspired me, but I like walked across the graduation stage and my thought was like, well, that could have been better. Uh, so I decided to get into teaching. Um, so I did an undergrad and master's and my first year teaching, I showed up to my first day and there were four of us in the department and I was, none of us had ever taught English before. So like a lot of trial by fire, uh, we got Chromebooks the second year and no one had used Chromebooks before. Wow. Um, so yeah, that, all of that, that chaos for like two or three years really taught me a lot and got me to where I am now. Very cool. Oh. Well, I, I wanted to spend some time with you today breaking down uh, the leveled up conference that you threw for your teachers uh, this past fall. And uh, you, I came in and, and did the keynote and I was just so impressed with the turnout that you had, the teachers, you know, the way you've been, you've been building support in your district. Uh, so let's just start with how did you come about? What was the kind of premise to say, okay, I think we need to have a, some kind of tech conference that's, that's for our teachers. Where did, where did the idea kind of spark from? Um, I think we'd all been, I don't know, we'd been talking a lot about professional development and, and kind of like, you know, I don't think anyone is 100% satisfied with where professional development it is. Um, and we were really fortunate. We were at NCCE and we have to give a ton of credit to Auburn for this. We went to a session of theirs. Um, Cassie and I didn't even know we were in the same one. We just happened to be in there. Um, and they were talking about, and they're, they're a much larger district than us, but they were talking about... Um, you know, they put on this conference and they were talking about it. And, and I think Cassie and I both at the time thought like, you know, like, Oh, that'd be cool. I wonder if we could do it. And then we came back and Chris was there too. So we met every, every evening. And like, it was one of those things that it was just like, 
you know, you could tell everybody was ready to pull the trigger on it, but it was like, I don't know if we're willing to bite this off. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know how much more work this is going yeah. to be? <laughs> yeah. Will anybody show up on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah, that was the big fear for a while. Yeah. And then we meet weekly and one week we just kind of decided why not, right? Like if mm -hmm. other districts can do it, if people aren't satisfied with, you know, what, how things are going now, like why not change it up and try something new? And cool. so the big thing for us, we picked a day, like, we just sat down and we said, this is the day that it's happening. And from there, everything started to unfold. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Can you kind of talk about what, what all went into the planning of it? I know that I think the last time we talked, your goal was, I think, 80 teachers. <laughs> yeah. And you had 100 and some show up, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. Uh, a little freaky, but awesome. Um, so kind of talk about the planning that went into it and, and the sessions and how did you choose teachers or did teachers apply to give sessions? Cause it was all in district, right? It was just, just mm -hmm. Sunnyside teachers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think um, when we started doing the, the planning, um, we first started talking about like, what do we want the event to feel like and what's the experience for the user or the, the attendee? Because um, we thought we, we could probably pull together some pretty good topics and the content, but um, in our conversations around professional learning and making it different, making it fun, making it exciting. Um, and so we really spent a lot of time focusing on sort of what was the atmosphere gonna look like? What would people see when they first walked in? Um, how do we want them to experience the sessions? Um, down to would there be music or not music in between the transitions? Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> what would each sort of spot look like? And so we spent a lot of time on environment and then kind of dove into um, wanting to do a focus on, on the four C's, um, highlighting some STEM uh, type things, different careers are having opportunities for people to have conversations around it um, throughout the course of the day. So we really started with atmosphere first and uh, kind of the user attendee experience and then sort of moving into the details from that point. Um, and that's kind of when we jumped in and started thinking about who will do the presenting for us. Yeah, so we, one of the big things we really wanted to focus on is that it would be teacher-led. We really wanted um, a big emphasis on it was teachers teaching teachers as we're kind of modeling what we feel like PD should look and feel like. Um, so we did, we did a few things, and one of the first things we did was kind of send out an interest survey on um, who in the district might be willing to present. So reaching out to all teachers um, and who wanted to um, share like new exciting strategies or things they're doing in their classroom and want to get that out to the rest of the district. Um, in our interest survey we talked about um, the theme we really wanted to hit hard and um, we wanted a, the focus to be really like innovative teaching and learning with a tech component but not have it be like a tech conference. Yeah, right. Um, so that was a big part of it and we just kind of asked teachers to are you interested? Um, what might your session look like? Give a a description um, and we we were fortunate to get um, really good presenters there were a few of course that we um, we had in mind like we're really really hoping you respond and we, we yeah. need you to share yeah, what you're yeah. doing so <laughs> we had a little game plan to kind of um, reach out to those teachers if we didn't get responses from them some of them are just so very humble <laughs> so, yeah. some of the responses were no we've seen your classroom can we yeah. can we talk about this yeah yeah um yeah so we ended up with 12 presenters um which worked out nicely cool. with our numbers at the end um but that's how we got um kind of teachers on board with presenting at the conference yeah 
Awesome. Uh, Chris, can you talk a little bit about how, how did you sell this to the rest of the admin team funding for something like this? Cause all of that comes into play at some point when school districts are trying to put this together. Yeah, we first decided, but you know, what's this going to look like, put a proposal together and that happened out of our weekly meeting. Um, I took that to my supervisor, who's the executive director of teaching and learning, um, who's always open and willing to support new things. That was a quick yes. Um, yeah. Then took that to our superintendent and kind of uh, gave them the overview. And, and usually they just want to know um, kind of what's going to happen. And then the other question you alluded to, is there budget for it? Yeah. Um, and I said, well, I don't know, because we don't know how much it's going to cost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a budget and I'm willing to spend money on it. Um, and so we kind of um, from there jumped in and started kind of building a cost proposal because uh, we wanted to know what might this um, end up uh, costing us in terms of we started looking into food because uh, we knew we wanted to have lunch on site um, so we wouldn't lose time for presenters with people traveling. Yeah. Uh, so we reached out to our food service department um, who gave us um, a great deal and provided an awesome meal for the day um, with some different choices. Um, and then we started looking into all the extras that we wanted to do to help create the environment. Uh, we had started kind of pricing out our swag bags and the, the other things we were going to be giving away. And then through the process of kind of saying, here's how much it's going to be, um, our assistant superintendent found some grant dollars um, that has a little sliver kind of carved out uh, to help provide professional development uh, around integration of technology. Um, and that was a pretty healthy sum. Um, oh, so great. I think the more we talked about it um, and is it kind of gained momentum, um, we had some dollars in place and the superintendent gave us some other ideas that we might be able to, different ways to secure either funds or um, some ideas to help in the cost, uh, to keep costs down a little bit. So. Um, they were well supported in that regard and and we just kind of were looking for different um, opportunities for um, to find those funding sources between grants our budgets our tech departments they've usually got a little money set aside for yeah professional development cool. so through those different resources we were able to to find what we needed and one thing i have found with school districts that uh, have done things similar um, is that it always seems to be that approach that works best. That if you, if you try and start with how are we going to fund it, then you instantly are, you back yourself into a corner of, well, we don't have any money. Cause let's just be honest. No school district has money. That's just like, that's a given. Right? <laughs> right. So we all say it all the time. The problem is there's money there in these small pockets. And this is what I love. But if you start with the idea of here's what we want, here's the expectation for teachers, here's the environment we want to set up, then you can go and, and you, you'll find the money. Like the, the money is, is there somewhere in small bits of this grant and the way that we restructure that. Like if it is something that you are truly going, you truly are going to be passionate about. I've never found a school district that hasn't been able to find the money. And, and that is, I think that is a, a completely different mindset than most people are used to. Mm -hmm. I even think about it in the way my wife and I run our real estate company. We find a property first that we want to buy, then we go find the money <laughs> and it's worked. And because there's, there's money somewhere, right? And, and sometimes we're borrowing money from a bank. Sometimes we're borrowing money. Like there is money somewhere that we can get because we want to own that piece of property. And I find the same thing happens in schools. If this is something we want to do for our teachers, we'll go find the money. And there's the money's there somewhere. 
We might have to think outside the box. We might have to write a grant. We might need to, you know, go, you know, make a presentation to the board, whatever it happens to be, you can get the money somehow if it's tied back to, you know, your school culture, your school vision and the, in, in what you want to have with it. Chris, can you talk a little bit about, and I think this is something good for people to know as well is here in the state of Washington, we have these STEM credits that every teacher must get and, and your ability, especially in your position with assessment and curriculum, being able to tie in those, we call them clock hours here in the state of Washington, those, those STEM clock hours. How, how did, do you feel like that was a, I don't think it, do you feel like it was a stretch to tie that into the conference? And secondly, do you think that was an attraction to, to get people to come to, because it's a need that teachers have now here? Yeah, probably yes to both kind of those questions. Uh, in some of the sessions, it probably lends itself a little bit more um, with the STEM requirement having to tie two of the STEM pieces together. So if you got a science component and, and a tech component, obviously we had the tech component. Right. So how do we do the other pieces? So it's tying it to another area or highlighting careers um, in the mm. STEM um, world. STEM field. And so we were... Um, we had some table uh, discussion pieces set up during lunch for people to kind of have the conversations. We talked to our presenters about maybe trying to highlight those uh, STEM career opportunities in their presentations. Um, and I think it definitely was a draw. Uh, I think, um, you know, we, we thought that could probably, you know, get people in, in the door. Yeah. Um, and it did in some cases, um, I think we'll talk a little bit about kind of the successes of the day and different things. But some people said, you know, initially I came for the clock hours because uh, I need them. That's and right. More. Uh, oh, gee, and I learned something too. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So it definitely it kind of, you know, it was a draw, I think, for people. Yeah. And it's something that I think, you know, in some cases can be challenging for teachers to get. Um, and so it was nice to be able to, to build that into what we were doing. Cool. Well, let's, let's yeah. talk about that. Let's talk about you are now, what, almost four months, five months that you've had a chance to kind of reflect on the day. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we'll, we'll just go around and, and Tyler, we'll start with you and we'll go backwards around the table there. Can you kind of talk about now that you're kind of four months reviewed, how are, what impact did you feel on the day and, and are you still seeing or that impact today? What, what is that looking like now for your district? Um, I think I'm going to steal the one that probably all three of us would have said, but, uh, I, I did not expect the level of excitement that I saw leaving the conference. Um, it was really cool. And I know, I mean, we really did want to focus on environment and like, we wanted it to be an energizing, exciting experience, not necessarily like come and drain, you know, and then you walk right. out. Um, right. yeah. but it amazed me in the feedback that came in and, even in some of the sessions following and just conversations with teachers, um, how many teachers were just excited about mm. like possibilities? Cause I mean, when, whenever change is brought up, it's really easy to like be, that doesn't spur excitement in everyone, right? Like a lot of times it's like, that's a barrier. I don't want to do that. Not excited at all. Um, but there were so many people and I, I mean, I've still, we did a, a training not that long ago. Um, around SAMR and like even still four months out hearing people talk about some of the things that they learned at leveled up or you know just being excited about the possibilities tech was opening for me that was I mean the biggest takeaway and I think um probably one of the biggest successes of the the conference was just people are excited about what's possible not afraid of what might happen 
Yeah. Cool. Chris, how about for you at, at kind of that, that higher admin level? Is there still a buzz or what, what's being fed up the chain as far as the success of the day? Uh, yeah, there's a couple different things. Um, one, um, our uh, SEA, our union and our district leadership get together um, and they hash out what those groups hash out and work on. Um, and one of the agenda items uh, was um, leveled up. And I thought, oh no, what did we do? Uh, <laughs> and what we did, did we, you know, and it ended up being that it was just a shout out. Like, oh, they, wow, cool. I thought it was cool. some of the best professional development that had been offered. Um, at a principals meeting about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, uh, where all of our principals get together and are talking um, around some other in, other initiatives and things, big kind of topics of work, um, the principals ask, well, could we do like a leveled up around this topic? And so having another day, principals, uh, administrators seeing the value of the day and, and you know, building off of that. Um, and probably my favorite one was, uh, I have a daughter who's a freshman mm. and it was either the Monday or the Tuesday after the event, she came home and she's like, what did you do on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what are you talking about? She's like, well, my teachers are talking about this thing and now I got to like record a video and post it and I, I do these other things. And I was like, yes. all right, good. So, uh, it's all your fault, dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other day I was like, because uh, I knew this was coming up. I was like, do people still talk about that? She's like, ah, occasionally. And then she was uh -huh. like, something else. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. How about for you, Cassie, and supporting teachers and such? How have you kind of seen this from, from that day moving forward a couple months out? Um, what a huge success of the day was, I think, was just getting a bunch of educators across the district together that normally wouldn't be working together. So um, teachers not only got to share cool things that they're doing in their classroom, they got to learn from each other and build those relationships. So now we have teachers across the district who, um, you know, an eighth grade teacher can contact a fourth grade teacher and say, hey, remember that thing you talked about with Seesaw? Um, can I learn more? And I think cool. that's huge. And so teachers talk about that um, a lot, which is really cool to hear. That's really cool. Nice. That's really cool. Um, Tyler and Tyler and Cassie, as as coaches, have you has it opened some doors for you? Have you has it led to some follow ups? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the so it definitely has opened the door to. I think it, there were so many more than we expected people there that it definitely got some new people excited about tech. Um, one of the cool things for me that I've noticed, and this is kind of thanks to. Uh, the, the keynote from Jeff uh, <laughs> is a lot of the a lot of the requests before were more like, "Hey, I've heard about Flipgrid and I want to use it," uh, versus yes. <laughs> afterwards, a lot of the requests were like, "Hey, the future of work is changing and I want to prepare my students. Like, yeah. how can we do Perfect. that?" And so it's Perfect. it definitely opened more doors, but I think it deepened some of the the interactions and conversations that I've been having with some teachers. Mm, that's great. Great. Yeah. Especially yeah. like for, for me, a lot of that, like what you're saying, sorry, Cassie, was just like the why, you know, I know that I know these kids like video, but why is video important to this generation? Why do they need to have the opportunity to create video? Right? And, I, and hopefully that to me, I think that's a lot of times what teachers just don't know, you know, is we know mm -hmm. video is important or we know they should be doing this, that or the other thing, but, but the why. And so hopefully the framing that was important. So, yeah. Sorry, Cassie, you were going to say something. 
Oh, no problem. I was just going to say, I agree that it, I think it's definitely helping with that shift in thinking um, to what we really want our students to know and be able to do rather than starting with, here's a new tech tool. What do I do with it? Um, so definitely starting to see that shift a little bit more, which is cool. Um, and uh, I think, oh, I forgot the next part I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any examples specifically that you have from like classrooms, from doors opening in classrooms or being able to get in? Uh, one of them for me was actually Chris's daughter. Uh, <laughs> her, her teacher is one of the English teachers who was there. Um, and she really we had a really good conversation afterwards about, you know, when we focus on the learning that we want kids to do, as opposed to the task they need to complete, how many yeah. doors that opens. And so they were uh, reading a novel and they, she was just talking about, I want them to process and analyze and really think about it. And, and so she, she did, she like much to her credit, jumped right in and like cool. opened it up and had a different, a bunch of different opportunities for kids and, had me come in because she was like nervous as all get out as normally we are when we try something new but it was it went really well um so that that was one just it was cool to see someone like it was a tiny change of like yeah, yeah. i'm not concerned about the task i'm concerned about the learning and then so many doors opened cool and the big question are you doing it again next year <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we haven't started planning, but I think we're all in agreement that we are. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I love that part. When you put on a conference, there's this moment after it's over where you're on such a high because it was such a success. You're like, we're going to do this every year from now on. And then about one day later, you're like, I'm never going to do that again. That was so much work. And then it's usually about five or six months later that you're like, hey, we could do that again. Like you, you have to kind of go through this. We were that way with learning too. Every year we did learning too. That's exactly how it went. It was you just go through this emotional roller coaster. But I love like now, now that you've shown it successful, you know, Chris is saying that the principals are saying, can we do a, can we do a leveled up around this topic? Can yeah, this be cool. our focus for the next one? You know, and once you have that buy-in, uh, it continues to go. But um, as we kind of shut down this part of the conversation and move over to Chris wanted to, to chat about a, another group that you guys have running. I just wanted to talk about, because I think this is a really good system that other schools and other teachers and tech coaches can follow. But really like just listening to you, you started with the environment. And I love that idea. You started with the environment or the atmosphere that you wanted teachers to have. Only after you kind of thought about, okay, what is the experience we want our learners to have? Did you think about the content that you wanted to have within that experience? And only after you had those two in place, did you go and find the money? Mm -hmm. And I love that. I, yeah. I love that as, a, as just a, a simple formula that I think other people could follow to do this, right? What is the experience we want our learner to have? What's the content we're going to fill them with? And then how do we go make it happen? Right. How do you yeah. find that money? So I think that's really, really cool. Chris, you wanted to talk about another group that you and, and Tyler have been starting out there in the middle of the summer. Yeah. State. Yeah. So um, about middle of the summer, Tyler and I kind of, maybe before that, we got together a little bit um, and we talked about starting a group. So living on the east side of the Cascades in Washington, Oregon, um, a lot of times we kind of get forgotten. You know, everything's focused on the West side as far as conferences <laughs> and um, all that. So we're like, Tyler kind of, I think you, Tyler, approached me with this idea. Um, like, hey, we should start this East Cascades group of educators. Um, and we kind of threw the idea around and batted around a little bit and kind of came up with 
what we wanted it to be. So Tyler, I'm going to invite you to kind of talk about this. What, so kind of talk about how it came to fruition. So, and what it's all about, um, kind of, and maybe the, uh, I think the initial meeting that, I think it probably came about from the brew EDU things that we, that you did that I joined in with you. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Just kind of the, how it came about, what it's all focused on. Yeah. Uh, so it, it started with, and I know like it happens other places, but it was, I can't remember if it was beginning of summer or end of the school yeah. year, sometime around then I thought like one of my favorite things to do is meet up with a bunch of really passionate teachers and grab a beer and talk about teaching. Um, and so I just decided to like formalize one. And so I threw one together and invited people from different districts. Um, and so like the brewery in Sunnyside Bridal just hosted, they, they opened it up so we could host people. And the coolest part for me was like, I have a lot of great conversations with my peers in Sunnyside, um, but it was teachers from different districts just coming together, like totally different experiences in their school. Um, but we all cared about teaching and learning and were willing to talk about it. Um, and so that's what kind of spurred this idea of like, how awesome is it when passionate teachers can get together and share, you know, like not, we get so bogged down in the day to day sometimes. So like this separate removed space outside of school to just talk about like what we love with teaching and learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. And I'm sorry, Tyler. Um, oh. So Tyler invited, invited me up to this, the brew EDU. Um, and I showed up to that um, anxious. Um, I was living in Tri-Cities at the time. Um, but Sunnyside is my hometown. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's where I grew up and went to school. So shout out to Sunnyside. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll show up and I'll meet some new teachers and we'll talk shop and have a beer. And it was a great time. And I got to meet a lot of educators from around, from everywhere from Yakima down to the Tri-Cities, the whole Yakima Valley basically um, was kind of covered in that group. Um, and I was like, this is a cool thing, Tyler. This is a really cool idea to get people together. So then the idea kind of came like, how can we expand this a little bit? So we came up with the idea of, we call it, we're calling it the East Cascades Innovative Educators Group. Um, and the whole idea behind it, Tyler, and jump in here anytime was kind of like, let's, let's grow this idea to cover all of the Eastern side of the Cascades um, from all the way from Canada down to Southern Oregon. Um, we're not there yet, but we're growing. Um, <laughs> And just to kind of uh, offer that that idea of talking about education, bouncing ideas and being innovative together and sharing successes and failures and what we can learn from each other, um, but growing that group to do that. So what are some, so Tyler, um, you want to talk about like, how did we, like, where, where can we, people find the group mm -hmm. where we have the, we have the Facebook group. Right? Yeah. The Facebook group is where we do a lot of our stuff. We have a, the uh, Twitter handle that we use, uh, it's just East Cascades Innovative Educator Group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the one that's programmed in my phone. That's the yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. So if you, quickest way, find us on Twitter and then if you go to, to Facebook. But um, it's been really fun. I, I feel like, no offense to the West Side, but they get all the cool things. Um, and a lot yeah. of times that's, you know, a lot where the, a lot of the <laughs> emphasis is. And so, it's been fun to see teachers from all over the east side of the mountains come out and just find out like, you know, where, where there are tons of innovative teachers, but we're kind of isolated and spread yeah. out all over. So it's been fun to see people come together and uh, we'll just kind of post every once in a while with some questions or topics and people will share and 
um, get discussions going that way. And whenever we can, we meet up and hang out and talk. Yeah. We should set up a, we should set up one like a virtual meetup. Mm-hmm. I, I've got so, it. And just, I'll throw this out here. I've got the zoom room. We can have up to mm-hmm. I think 25 or 50 people in the zoom room. Okay. That Ooh. might be kind of a cool so, way to just, I don't know. Something that would be really fun. So we've actually, we've actually talked about that. Um, kind of the virtual brew edu and Patrick Green has mentioned that like he wants in, like he wants to be a, a part of that. Well, up, if there's beer involved, at, so. Patrick Green is always yeah, going Patrick's to in, right? That's yeah. just that's the way Patrick rolls. Yeah. yeah. But can you imagine that? Just everybody um, at at your cool. house, you don't have to drive, drinking a yeah. beer, yeah. hanging out, having a conversation. I don't know. Yeah, to I love, try that. love it. Yeah, it'd be cool. I love can it. We record yeah. it, turn it into a podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So I think. So just to wrap this up, so I think one of the the things that we came came to as far as one of the big ideas that we want to get to is we want to put on a conference of some sort, whether it's in the spring or the end of the summer, um, a Google summit or our own type of conference, whatever it is, but that sort of idea, similar to like what you guys did in Sunnyside with a leveled up conference, but through the East Cascades Innovative Educators Group. So we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that and yeah you know keep you see you need to you need to set up the environment and the atmosphere chris yeah get your content (laughs) and then go find the money i (laughs) I, yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's great uh well thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules and uh, i know it's the first week back from break for us all after winter break so appreciate you taking time out cassie if people want to hear more from you where can they find you on the twitter or social networks or how can they connect with you uh yeah twitter's probably best um Cassie Skill. Cassie Skill. Yeah. Too long of a first name. It's too long of a last name. I just was like, well, let's shorten both and call it good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the best way to find me. Awesome. And we'll make sure that these are all linked in the show notes as well. Chris, how about you? If other uh, curriculum instructors or curriculum and assessment directors want to reach out and connect about things? Uh, yeah. On Twitter, um, it's at CT. E-K-R. It's like family initials. It was early in my Twitter oh, cool. setup days. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Twitter's kind of where I do most of my professional kind of stuff. Um, awesome. Mail or phone call. And I was happy to share and connect and, and collaborate. Very cool. cool. Tyler, how about you? Uh, if you, on Twitter, it's just Mr. Underscore Rablin. And then if you want to reach out or if you Google teacher totter, there's a blog and YouTube channel and website and stuff. And you can reach me there too. The teacher totter. Yep. Teacher taught her. Like yeah. <laughs> and Chris, how about if people want to reach out to you, where can they f- learn more about you? Uh, if one, if they have questions about the ECI G group. Or, yeah. Uh, um, on, on, on Twitter, um, at tech teach travel. Um, I, uh, on Facebook, it's, if you just search for the East Cascades innovative educators group, you'll find us there. Um, I also do a little bit on Instagram under the tech teach travel thing. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. You can, you can find me. I don't remember what my thing is there, but yeah, there. So, there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Does there. anybody do Instagram? Is Instagram big enough? Not for professional stuff. Is everybody's personal nah, stuff? That's I, where I go on my hiking. I, I do. I have, <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah. I have a personal and a yeah. professional. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll make sure that all of those links get into the show notes as well for people.
I was just going to show this so you guys can all ooh and ooh <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'm actually showing them the tent that you can win by leaving us a Flipgrid response. Uh, and this, I'm sure, pretty sure our questions this week will be all around uh, conferences that you've attended or it's conferences that you've set up in your school, professional development sessions you've set up in your school and what worked for you. Uh, be some great questions. I'd love to get some feedback on that. But isn't this a cool looking tent for people? Yeah. Awesome. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want, so I want if one. If you want to see the tent, you can go over to Flipgrid <laughs> uh, and, and see it there. I created a video, but uh, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, looking forward to a leveled up number two. Mm -hmm. 2.0. <laughs> Thanks guys. All right. All right Thanks, thank guys. you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Shifting Our Schools with your host, Jeff Udick. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit sospodcast.org, facebook.com slash Jeff Udick, and on Twitter at judick. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time on Shifting Our Schools.